Welcome to Machine Learning. Okay, I'm going to be talking about real BHP, Cube, Extra, Space, and Exxon. And when you look at the performance, if you were to just take a $1,000 investment and put it in a 254 trade day cycle, number one, would you would double roughly double your money with Extra Space followed by Cube, followed by Exxon, and then the two low performers would be um, Rio and BHP. Now, Rio has very high yield, and so the question is, is if you invested in the uh, yield alone, how would you do? Well, okay, so what I did is uh, I ran some calculations on that, and... Um, What it turns out is that if you looked at the initial opening price and bought a thousand shares, Rio would cost you eighty thousand uh, dollars. You would have got five thousand dollars in dividend payments for a thousand shares, and so roughly six percent of your return um, from the initial investment. And BHP would be seventy thousand twenty seven hundred. Uh, Cube would be thirty-four thousand, thirty-five thousand, uh, roughly thirteen hundred in earnings from dividends. Extra s space, one hundred and fifteen thousand, uh, thirty-six hundred dollars, and Exxon would be forty-seven thousand with uh, thirty-three hundred dollars. So when you look at the ratios uh, to the initial cost, the lowest entry would be Cube Matrix. Um, but the the risk factors now is what we want to look at in terms of its volatility. So we come down here and look at volatility. And you can see, well, um, the volatility, what I did is uh, did a rolling 30-day and then did standard deviation and dropped the uh, NAs and then plotted it. And so based on the standard deviation, you can see that um, that Rio is very volatile and the less volatile, the least volatile would be extra and cube. So those are, are nice. And then Exxon sits, sits uh, somewhere in the middle in terms of its volatility. And it's actually probably the least volatile of uh, the commodities or the these stocks. Um, and so what I'm trying to do is is examine the portfolio from a growth in the dividends and in the price. So when you look at just the growth by itself as terms of a percentage change, the the fastest growing stock would be uh, extra space, and its its mean is quite a bit higher than the other mean. So, you, if you were taking the other three, which would be Q, BHP, and Exxon, they are pretty close together on their mean in terms of their percentage growth. But if you look at extra space, it's it's um, performing quite a bit better than its peers. Okay, what I want to do is 
um, analyze now the price in terms of the um, in terms of its historical return. So that's what I'm doing. I want to plot that, and I can put in the price. I can uh, set it at a 252 uh, trade cycle, and it, and it'll give return back the means on its returns. And so you can see that extra uh, space stands out from its peers. We can then just look at growth as a percentage change, and would we can take the prices. So what I did is I I took the columns, uh, different opening for the the four different stocks, put them into one matrix, and merged it on their on date. And then resampled it into month, and then put it in a pivot table, and then plotted it out. So you can see that the growth percent change, um, that the the extra space was uh, leading, followed by Rio. So Rio had some interesting activity there, and then we see the growth in price, and. Uh, and uh, extras uh, growth in price is the strongest of the, of all the peers. So one thing I like about extra space is that it has strong growth, and they increase the amount on their dividends, and they have uh, low operation costs relative to their profit margins. Uh, so it it really is a strong company. Okay, so what I. Uh, Covariance shrinkage does is it takes and it uh, reduces uh, noise caused from sampling, and then I can put it into the covariance shrinkage and do a Leo Dit Wolf, and then um, get my efficiency frontier, and then I can plot from that the minimum volatility and the percentage in the portfolio to be held by the different periods. So based on this volatility, I would do some normalization, smooth it out, and it says uh, hold 24% in Rio, uh, 6% in BHP, which that would make sense because BHP is not as a strong performer as Rio. And then Cube, uh, 16, 11%. Extra, once at 25, that makes sense. And Exxon at 31. So... Uh, Based on uh, volatility, Exxon uh, would be the best. And you can kind of see that in their percentage growth that, that uh, Exxon's uh, growth wasn't, was or its price wasn't fluctuating wildly. Okay, now what we can do is we can put it in a constraint line algorithm, uh, generates the efficient frontier, and it requires the covariance matrix of returns, uh, requires a proxy for expected returns mean historical returns the expected return is a profit or loss that an investor anticipates on an investment that has known historical rates so you have the standard deviation moving along here and then you have your expected rates of return and the portfolio okay um, next thing I want to analyze is volatility. So if you're looking at 
uh, volatility. Rio is the most volatile, followed by BHP, and then uh, extra is pretty is is up there, and then followed by cube and extra. Let's see, uh, that should not be extra. That should be Exxon. Okay. Okay, so what I'm doing here is I want to have at least two periods of buy activity uh, where a percent change is positive and that becomes a buy. Hold is if it remains positive and then sell is if there's a drop. And so what I'm looking for is occurrences where uh, I have not too many buys, lots of holds and sells. So for... Rio, it had 63 buys, 33 sells, and 11 holds. BHP had 57 buys, 31 sells, and 19 holds. Cube had 63 buys, three uh, sell, 38 sells, and 20 holds. Pretty good performer. I actually like that when the buys are down in the 40 range. And then um, Extra had... 66 buys, 40 sells, and 18 holds. Exxon had 68 buys, 36 sells, and 16 holds. Okay, so then I load in the dividend growth from 2017. Uh, just plot out the percentage change on the dividends. Let's see that actually just plot out the dividends per year. So on the on the year it's just showing the dividend totals. Then I can do my cumulative and I run that analysis and then here's the cumulative for each one of the different types. And it kind of gives you an idea of the range. So Rio's range for five years uh, on 1,000 shares would be 25,000 at its max. BHP would be about 10,000, 15,000, somewhere in that range. Cube would be about 6,000. Extra space would be 17,000. Exxon would be 16,000. So just looking at that on the 1,000 shares, obviously the cost, entry cost is going to vary on each one. But Rio is quite a bit less than extra space, but it brings in more revenue in terms of the its dividend. And it uh, has a very high yield uh, ratio to the share price. Okay, this just shows the percentage growth. And then we get back into uh, the distribution here 
of trying to figure out uh, the re return on loss. So I get the, uh, the value at risk and I'm looking at the distributions of value at risk. So I normalize the prices. This is just for Rio. I take the prices, I flatten it. Um, then I get the quarantile of the 99th percentile and the 95th percentile. Put it in a histogram of 100 bins. Uh, I use my uh, VAR of 95% and that becomes my red line. And then what we're, we're looking at here is trying to predict what our maximum loss can be or the value at risk. And that kind of tells you uh, the safety of your portfolio. And so you can see that the, um, what, what you're trying to do is put it into a normal distribution and then using the tail on the distribution curve, create a conditional value at risk and it gives you more accurate prediction or estimate of the values that are at risk in your portfolio. And then you can uh, look at the volatility and then you want to look for... Um, so in this case here, what I did is I built the um, I built my return estimated returns and as a percentage of change, and then I built my covariance shrinkage, Lolito Wolf, build my efficiency frontier, get my minimum weights use those minimum weights as a factor to do the dot product with my returns, uh, get the losses, put those losses into a histogram, and then find out where my um, value at risk at 95% confidence level is. And so this area here is the value at risk. Um, and, and that shows you that pattern.